version leaving the yard Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 I'm back you uh, I'm back you taking work home with you now you got your red ink and your black ink pen there oh, always those are always attached to my body in some form or fashion all right if I don't have a pocket it goes right there all right. if I don't have a shirt like I, that I know you always keep a pen but I didn't realize you took the red ink home with you oh it's it's necessary all right you'd be surprised I use the red one more than the black one Oh, anybody that's ever had Mr. Zach yeah. knows that. Yeah, that red one gets a workout. Yeah. Just saying. You know, use a black one endorse all the checks you get paid. That's why that black one doesn't move very often. That's right. That red one's got a lot of... A lot of use. It gets replaced much more often. Much more often, yes. That's about the uh, fifth one this year. Huh? That's how it works. I've got two. Two? Two yeah. what? Two red pins I use. You don't mark anything wrong. Yeah, I mark things around all the time. Still got a bunch of red on it and red ink. Ah. Uh, huh? How hard is it? Write 100. Get one of those little stamps with 100. Just a stamp. Get a yeah, stamp. just a stamp. Might as well get faster. some stickers. You could do get that. Get some stickers. Yes, I like Kids it. Kids love it. I'm going to get a sticker. Smiley face. Yeah. You're about that. How many schools, how many uh, programs, uh, high school, college football put stickers on helmets? Um. A section of one of the uh, the mothership shows where they put stickers on. Who gets a sticker today? Yeah, yeah. So I mark that like it's an elementary thing, but obviously the uh, teenage <laughs> male uh, appreciates stickers. But you think that Texas doesn't use stickers, do they? No, no. Arkansas? I don't, I don't know. think I've ever seen them on Arkansas. But a lot of high schools use stickers now. High schools do. Yeah, a lot of high schools use stickers. They got the helmet covered with stickers. I don't like it. Well, I think it's like a sticker. Down I don't there. like it. I like it I, for for a couple of reasons. Number one, who's going to get most of the stickers? Well, skill position people. See, I already don't like but that. But I disagree because I think in the, they grade out people. Oh, I understand. Uh, and I think they, they get stickers. Now, if this was the Voting on who got stickers, commentators, you're right. But I think the coaches go in there and grade out and award stickers. Pancake, there's a sticker. And how many pancake stickers? Uh, deflection, there's a sticker. Yeah, how many of those do you get? I'm, I'm thinking they get quite you a number. Don't. No, they don't. When you tune in no. in mid November, Buckeye helmets are covered with Buckeyes, even O-linemen. Buckeyes, I think, give them away just like candy, which is what a Buckeye actually was. Doesn't Michigan use stickers, too? I don't think so. I think they put some stickers on helmets, little yellow footballs or something. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. Ask Minner that, because I don't remember seeing a whole lot of yellow footballs in the last few years. I think a lot of schools use stickers. Ohio State's the one that sticks out to me. I I can't think of too many... I can't think of too many others. Oh, that really I see them like, all the time. Yeah, but that's Friday. That's Friday. Texas, I didn't do stickers. They don't? No. 
Pleasant Grove, no stickers. I don't think Pleasant Grove is going to stickers. Liberty Island. I don't think PG is going to if some they stickers. they did, it's just recently. Yeah. Arkansas High, no stickers. I don't know. We'll ask uh, our guest today if he ever got a sticker. Our guest today being the rather large Briley Barron, who's going to join us at 530. Yeah. Let's see if Briley ever got a sticker. Yeah. San Diego State gives out stickers. There you go. Because that's where he's going. There he's headed. Aztec Nation. Yeah. He's yeah. going to join us in a little bit. Yeah, but I guess it's not PC to put little tomahawks on there anymore. Why not? The Aztec, big tomahawk people. I don't know where they, eh, see, I don't think the Aztecs were were tomahawk. They were more of a, uh, they were uh, planters, weren't they? Didn't they? Uh, well, they had some, I, the Aztecs settled? Well, yeah, they had some. They weren't nomadic in my memory. No, 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 no. They yeah. were not, no. And so, uh, maybe, they were mongers, though. Yeah. They, 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 they bullied the neighbors. Wait, what? Excuse me? Hose. All right, Don Imus. Watch they, out. They uh, tilled the land with some hoes. I don't yeah. a tiller. So I think instead of, instead of a tomahawk, they probably sharpen something and put it on the end of a stick and, and till the land. Because once you get set up, you got to go to farming. you got to do some farming. They're not big hunters and gatherers. They were located in one spot. Okay. So I figured they went with the hoes. I don't like where any of this is going. Well, that's a good sticker. There's none. A hoe. Yeah. I'm sticking a hoe on my helmet. I don't think that's a good form. What's wrong with that? No. Aztecs. No. No. Now, if you're the Santa Claus, as you want to put ho ho hoes on your helmet, that I go with. That's a different type of hoe there. That's the kind of hoe that I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm not okay with the hoe you're talking about. I don't know. Boss Lob come in here and give us both a heave ho. If only. <laughs> if only. All right, anyway, it's about six after. Uh, you were nomadic today. Yes. We had lunch on Lake Balboa. I like, I like lunch on Lake Balboa. You just went and sat on the lake. You're well, like, Jesus, no. you walked on the lake. On the banks overlooking. Okay. Overlooking the marina and the, the lake itself. It's very picturesque. You went to... Lake Balboa. For lunch. Yeah. And met the in-laws and oh. some lunch. Yeah. Shrimp basket with some fries. And, uh, really? Did you bring some of that back? No, no, no. I ate it all. It's quite nice. A little pricey, but when you get a view like that, the view is amazing. You're paying for the view. Paying for the view. So, yeah. Which most people are okay with. Yeah. That's what I felt today. Fisherman's Wharf. You paid for the view. I love the view there. I know, but I pay for it every time. Yeah. I don't like it. It's that. one of my favorite places. Even when they make me wait outside for 30 minutes before I get a table. I don't care. The view's so good, I'm happy to wait. Exactly. I get 30 more minutes looking out here at this beautiful lake at homes. And, yes. Yeah, it's okay with me. All right. National championship game. we got to put that to bed. We haven't had a chance to talk about No, no. no the best team this year in yeah. the tournament well, won the tournament. You know, I had forgotten. I was reading today. They had beaten Alabama and Marquette during uh, non-conference play. Yeah, during the regular season. Yeah. I think they're in conference with Marquette, aren't they? Oh, they yeah, that's right. There. That's a yeah. conference. But, yeah, you know, that may have been a sign. They beat the overall number one seed. Okay. And they had up on Mar- But I'm just saying we might should have been paying attention to UConn. Well, UConn's problem was they got into a 
sticky part in the middle of the year where yeah. they didn't play very well. And then they lost the conference final, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, to Marquette. Yeah. And so... Uh, but winning is a four. There's nothing wrong with being no. a four seat. You're a top 15 team in the country. Yeah. And, and we know college basketball, there's not a whole lot of separation between... No, no. One and 40. You're right. You're right. So I don't think they, we slept on them. FAU <laughs> well, and that's right. Yeah. FAU did prove it. Yeah. San Diego State proved it. Yeah. You know, those teams were legit. Miami yeah. proved it. I agree with you on that conversation. College basketball is a hard one yeah. to be able to predict when it's so close. That's why the uh, the action's heavy those first couple weekends. A lot of people feel like they're smarter. Yeah, well, that was not me. Nobody survived. The UConn won last yeah. Time. How much did you pocket? Go ahead, tell the listeners. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't like to talk about that. You were happy to talk about the thirty bucks. I didn't talk about the the total though. You thirty uh, bucks. I you did. First and said, "Oh my gosh, I'm out thirty dollars." I was worried about losing another thirty. Yeah. But UConn lost. Yeah. I lost another thirty. Yeah. But so, are you saying you pocketed thirty? No, no, I made more than thirty. Forty. <laughs> I made more than 40. 50? I made more than 50. I'm going to out the hook here because I, I don't want to. I made more than 50. Okay. Just saying. So you did well this tournament. I did okay. All right. Husky Nation. Woof, woof. <laughs> That's me right there. Woof, woof. I guess so. It was all right. Would have been better if stupid Florida Atlantic hadn't given up a. Kyle's hunting a. Yeah. Hood it out on yeah. you. Yeah. Well. It sounds like you did fine. I did all right. For uh, a competition that requires you not even picking. That's right. The computer pick for you. Oh, yeah, I guess. It was a random selector. Seems to be smarter than ZI. Oh, no. (laughs) ZI is just fine. But, you know. The bracket bracket ZI filled out. Yeah, well, Texas and Marquette didn't make it that (laughs) far. But it wasn't a bracket. That's just it. It wasn't a bracket where you got it was it was just basically a snake kind of draw where you just got that team. So you got since I was number one, I got Alabama. And then when it rolled back around to me again, I got UConn. There was no bracket. It was a PGY draft. Yes, in effect, you're right. That's it. I had I had the first and the sixteenth is what I think I had. Yes. Did you get a did you get a in the hot mama's round? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what that is. I didn't either the first time I went to that PGY draft <laughs> and got to the sixth and seventh round. <laughs> That's not right. I said, That's not right. That is terrible. That's terrible. Who said it's the hot mamas round? I said, "What is that?" And they looked at me like I was idiot. They go, "You start drafting kids whose mamas are more attractive." <laughs> well, it's all kids are gone. All the talent of basketball is gone. Now you're going for mama talent. <laughs> kids' talent's gone. Mama talent's where you go. Well, fix it in the, the draft. I'll fix it the next year. Well, the, you drafted hot mama round the first round. What did that do for you? She goes, what are you talking about? She probably went to hot daddy's round. 
<laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, when there's not much to choose from, there's no telling what yeah. woman decides the hot dad. Yeah. Either way. Anyhow. If that had been the case, I'd had Carpenter's Kid on my team. <laughs> really? Hot dad around, huh? Carpenter's Kid. Gosh. How sad is it? That's where we've gone now. Hey. Carpenter's the measuring stick of hot dads. I dropped back to NCAA women's basketball. Really? <laughs> really? How you doing Fridays? We're working on it. Uh, uh, that's why you keep having John Thomas in here. Crowd. Yeah, that's yeah. where that demographic is. John Thomas going this weekend. Yeah, that's right. It's like, where's Waldo? Who's hanging out with John Thomas this weekend? Exactly. 13 after 5. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. Quick break. Turn it back around. Got to talk Mavericks for a couple of minutes. and then, Really? Yeah. Why? Briley Barron's going to be in here in about 17 minutes. We'll talk all kinds of high school and college football stuff with the Texas High graduating senior offensive lineman when we come back. Always looking local first, we're making sure our babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first in line to support our local organizations. Let's do our part to always look local first. Can't find a trustworthy mechanic and repair shop for your vehicle? Check out Freeman's Auto Services on East Street. They've been around for over 40 years. Oil changes, brakes, front ends, motors, and rear axles, all are their specialty. Rates are unbeatable and repairs are done right. Locksmith TXK, known in the area for the best locks and safes for home and business, announces Free Key Friday. Every Friday, buy two keys and get the third one free. Car, truck, home, business, just about any key. Locksmith DXK and Liberty Safes of Texarkana. You found the right locksmith. For all your flooring and countertop needs, come to Maze Lone Star Flooring at 302 East Main Street in Atlanta, Texas. Or call us at 903-796-1066. And thanks for choosing Maze Lone Star Flooring. Look local first, and everybody benefits. From the store owners to people like you and me supporting them. It's easy and it helps everyone. Look local first. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. I'm Dr. Miller, a dentist and a volunteer for Dental Lifeline Network. DLN is a nonprofit that has helped me literally change the lives of people in my community through the Donated Dental Services Program. DLN asks dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need each year. If you're a dentist or know a dentist, please share this information. Like me, they can make a real difference in someone's life. DLN makes it easy. Go to willyouseeone.org to learn more. That's willyouseeone.org. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent. You lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need. 211, how can I help you? Call or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. 
Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. At 17 after 5, leaving the yard, Zach and the professor on the fan, 107.9. We welcome you back. 903-735-9905 is our number here in the Michelob Ultra fan cave is Bradley Barron. will join us in about 15 minutes. No, uh, Kepka's over my shoulder. He won this weekend. Kepka did win. Yeah. Cashed a big check. Now he gets to show up at Augusta. I'm glad of that. He's going to get another big check. He might. Really? Nobody's talking about him. I'm not a fan. I don't think he's got a big check in him. We'll see. Not another one. Not a master's check. We'll see. Tiger's talking today. Don't know how many more of these I've got left. Of course he's talking. He's 47 Uh, with the back of an 80-year-old and a leg that's worse than what Ben Hogan played on. I don't like it. I don't like the thought. What, of no Tiger? No Tiger. Wow. I don't like the thought. It's like watching an entire era disappear in our lifetime. NFL eras can come and go. They're pretty fast. Those careers don't last. Watching the Tiger era come and go. Well, even Jack went away eventually. Well, I know. But I wasn't, I wasn't around when Jack started. Being around when the uh. greatest player of your generation starts and ultimately finishes means you're getting old. I don't need Tiger to get old. Jeez. That's, I'm just saying. Sentimental, aren't you? No, no, no. That's not sentimental. That's that... Uh, Sad? Yes. Depressed? No. Depressed? Yeah. It's that brush with mortality. Well, we're all going to go, Zach. Well, I know, but I don't want a daily reminder of it. Like, where's Tiger? Oh, he's retired. What? Like uh, that. I don't want that. Well, we may not have had the run Tiger has. We've had a good run. Who? You and I. Where? Lives. Look at where we are. How good's this run? Do you know how many people are jealous of us that we get to come in here and nobody I know. sports and athletes. Not anyone I know is jealous I think there of are us. Many people who are jealous oh of this. Oh my God! We've had in this community really talking about sports and all the games we've called and all the people we've met. Now, why wouldn't they be jealous? We've had a great run. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm not saying. saying it's all perfect. I'm just saying we may not have had Tigers run, but we've had a great run. And when you see Tigers begin to come to the end, it's okay. He's had a great run. The worst thing he's going to have is he's going to live out the life of a really rich person. I'm not worried about Tiger. I don't care what Tiger does after he's done. What about you? Yes. My sadness isn't Tiger's going to be rich. My sadness is... Do you don't have Tiger in your life anymore? No, it marks, an, uh, it marks a, a, a signpost along the way. Like, here was the greatest athlete in this sport, in a long-standing sport, who has come and gone, and now you're like, that bums me out. Is, is the... Uh, I don't care about... Sign you heard about the exit ramp? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's exactly what it is. NFL guys, baseball guys, those guys' careers aren't that long. Golfers go 30, 40 years. Yeah. Tigers Tiger, go now 30 years. So much money, he'll have no motivation to play the Champions yeah, see, Tour. This is bumming me out. The, the risk versus reward on no. the Champions Tour won't be there for him. No, this bums me out. Wow. When Tiger hangs it up, the next day we just need to quit. Well, now we've got twice as much golf. We've got two tours. Oh, no, no. That's even better. Oh. We've doubled the, the tour fund. And who's going to want to talk about golf without Tiger? I, Nobody. I talk, I, I talk all the time, golf all the time without Tiger. It's no fun. Wow. No I had fun. no idea you were so hung up on Tiger. I'm just saying. It basically takes the uh, entire sport off the discussion uh, table. Let's say this. Which would be a bigger loss for the game? If Tiger went away or the Masters went away? Tiger or the Masters? Yeah, which one would be a bigger loss for the sport of golf? Let's say... The Masters just went away. It just something happened. So maybe a hurricane came, wipes it out, wipes it out. So what do they call now? Atmospheric events. Yeah. You know, maybe it just imploded into the earth. You know, a sinkhole. Okay, I'm okay with that. So, Masters. Okay, you'd be okay with over no more tiger. Yes. Wow, because you love the Masters. I am a fan of the Masters. You but romanticize the Masters. All right. For like two days. No, I, think, I don't care about Thursday and Friday. Friday. Uh, I'll get it. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> but it's only two days a year. The rest of the time, I don't think about the Masters. But in some, but didn't Tiger play a handful of events anyway? Roundabout Sunday in the middle yeah. of July, and there's no Tiger. Well, then you have longing. You're longing for then Tiger. You're longing. Wow. Just saying, I'm not going to miss the Masters in the middle of July. I'm not going to miss the Masters. Two weeks, I won't care. It'll be gone. But Tiger, it's an event like none other. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Seen it. Greatness. Wow. I've seen greatness there. You're going to – I bet most guys would say they would mourn the loss of the Masters no. more than Tiger's career being over. How many How many clubs are there in this country? Masters 2.0. Pick some old plantation golf course. <laughs> say we're going to play there. And who's going to – What's the, who, who would know the difference? Plant some azaleas. And you got a new course. Masters 2.0. You could just create it out of nowhere. I think you could. But it's a tradition. You can't create Tiger out of nowhere. A tradition like none other. I understand, Jim Nance. I don't think you do. I was a little sad about Jim yesterday. His last broadcast in the yeah, Final Four. Is. He was quite emotional at the end. Well, he should be. He was in his home well, where he went to college, Houston. down in Houston. Yeah. It was like the passing of an era again. Yeah. Although I'm not that sad about Jim Nance not being on anymore. But it was... Yeah, t- I think I'm sad about Jim Nance. And Tiger? No. Well, if you told me I wasn't going to get Nance on the NFL, I'd be very upset because I don't really watch much college basketball. But I watch a lot of NFL, and, and Nance and Romo, I enjoy. 
So if I was losing Nance and Romo, oh, no, I'd be wait, sad. I didn't put Romo in the deal. Just I'm putting him in the deal. You can't. I like Nance and Romo together. I like the pairing. I didn't say I didn't like the pairing. I'm just saying Nance did a do to college basketball. I wonder if people are walk up to Nance and call him Tony Romo. <laughs> I doubt it. Although I will do this. I've not been a fan of the Capital One advertising. Yeah. The Willie spot. I, I don't like that. Jennifer Garner. I like some Jennifer Garner. I, I did. I, I liked her in the, the, the what's in your wallet thing. <laughs> but now she's... Uh, this you know, No. You, you don't an ensemble cast. I do not. I don't like Jim Nance well, singing. It's this is good. This is good. We'll put all that together. And it's all bad put together. Yeah. All of it's bad put together. There's no reason in the world it should be put together. All right, we're not doing this to Briley. I'm going to take a break because he's showing up in my hallway. We'll come right back. Briley Barron going to join us live here in just a second. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. 1079. You stick around. This up and down economy with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all American dream. Stuart Title with over 150 years title experience handle every step of the closing process to give you peace of mind. The vast resources and customer experience is second to none. If it's your first house, commercial real estate transaction, or refinance, Stuart Title Tax Canada will provide that peace of mind. Call 903-832-3720 to schedule your time today. Welcome back. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. And uh, we're not going to tarry here. We're going to jump right in because uh, our guest in studio today, I've been trying to get you in here for a little while. We couldn't make it work because you're so busy. <laughs> you can't work us in your schedule, but you're here today. And I'm here I'm, today. I'm cool with that. Bradley Barron is joining us this afternoon. Uh, you know Briley if you are a fan of Texas High football over the last year. If you go back two years. You have no idea who I am. No idea who the heck <laughs> Briley Barron is. So before we do anything else, tell them why two years ago we didn't know who you were and what's been going on to get you to the moment where you're sitting here. Well, two years ago I was playing at a small school named Maud, Texas, and I just didn't have the recognition I really thought I deserved. So I thought going to a school like Texas High would help out with that. And some of the classes I needed to take, would uh, they offered more of those at Texas High. Okay. Well said. Yeah, well. <laughs> now, now, first time I saw you, you're dragging around a knee brace. So you didn't leave Maud unscathed. No, I did not. They were they were butthurt over me leaving. No, no, no. <laughs> Ouch. 
<laughs> no, I heard it playing basketball, and then obviously it healed up real nice, and right. it feels all better now. Until you started playing basketball again this year? Yeah, until I started playing basketball again this year, and then it's not so much it hurt, it's just the human body is really not made to go up and down a court at 315 pounds. So I decided I better not play basketball, and uh, it it worked out for it, me. If you ever played basketball with Zach on their team understands that because they had to carry him. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Funny boy over there. He has no idea, actually. I've seen him play. And amazing's the word. <laughs> uh, you, you're out in Maud, and uh, I'm assuming on a typical Friday night in Maud, you weren't seeing the competition you saw when you moved up to the 5A level. Uh, no. Um, I dominated pretty much at mod all the time. It's just when you're playing competition that's not – the competition at mod is head over heels difference compared to the competition at a school like T High and that's just to be expected when you're going from a school with a graduation class of 30 to a school of a graduation class of 400. So just about recognition you weren't you weren't getting the opportunity to get better. Uh, I yes. mean no offense to the 180 oh, no. pound defensive end no. that you had to kick out on the block but Coming to Texas High not only gave you the opportunity for recognition, but also to get better at something. Right. That's exactly right. I've watched some of your huddle stuff at Maud, mm-hmm. and it looked like the blind side, honestly. <laughs> it really does, and I'm not exaggerating. You're pancaking poor kids. You perfected just falling on top of kids. Yeah. And, and I think you pushed one kid in one film I saw probably 30, 40 yards down till he was out of the picture. It, Tony's making the point about 180 pound defensive lineman, but he's not really wrong. No, he's not. You he's, probably he's weighed probably exaggerating it actually. <laughs> They're probably smaller. And you weren't wearing, weighing 315. You were weighing what about 280? I was about 280 at that time. Yeah. So how tall were you? I was. I grew really fast. I was 6'2 my eighth grade year, and by my freshman year, I was fully grown at about 6'4, 6'5. And, and I'm guessing just looking here. 14 shoes? 15. 15. 15s. Okay. So you got the frame, but you had the frame to put the weight on. Yes, sir. Which there wasn't a need to have 315 down at Maud, but. No, there wasn't. At Texas High, a lot of nights you needed all of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when Whenever strength didn't work, I just threw my body into guys and they ended up being on their backs. And yeah. I'm grateful for that to happen because yeah. there are some good players in our district and even in playoffs. There was great talent. Now, I don't know your family background, so I'm going to ask you a little bit of that because we typically see guys at Pewitt, at Maud, schools that are decab that are more country strong. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense to anybody listening, oh, yeah. it's not necessarily weight room guys. It may be hay bale guys. <laughs> Is that kind of your background or not at all? Um, I have worked a little bit with my dad on his farm. I grew up raising animals, okay. pigs uh, and goats, and then we showed chickens one year and rabbits. I didn't work on the farm as much as some people might have. I did work out in the weight room a lot. I have older brothers that all did powerlifting and really embedded that weight room mentality in me and then just hardworking 
has always been in my family. My dad grew up kind of poor and he embedded that if you want to get ahead in life, you need to be a hard worker. And that comes in the weight room. And once again, not picking on Maud, because I know they're trying to do what they can for their students and their student athletes. When you walked into the T-High weight room, how did that compare to what, you, what you'd been able to work with down at the Maud oh, yeah. level? Well, Maud is some, some of the best weight rooms in 2A, but T-High's weight room compares to Baylor, TCU, Texas yeah, weight rooms. It's some of the nicest there. weight rooms I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I go and tour these colleges and I look at all these weight rooms and I'm like, well, we have this back at T-High. Yeah. I mean, you're not really impressing me in here. Yeah. But Ouch. I, I just think people need to understand why a young man like yourself, really to get better, you needed to move up in weight class. And I think it's easy to go, oh, he left this poor school. Went to, but if you don't, you don't get the opportunity to get better. Oh, I wouldn't be San Diego State commit if that didn't happen. I mean, my future would be completely different. I probably – I would might be playing Division Two, but more likely I'd be going JUCO. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong but with you it. You kind of fast tracked moving. Yes, when you school made all the difference in the world. Yes. All right. So, so again, I, he, Tony's right. We're not doing anything here to throw any dirt at Maud at all. Trust me. No, nobody's doing it. We love them over there and respect the heck out mm-hmm. of them. But having the staff we work at Texas High. We know how many coaches they have. We know how specialized position coaches are, et cetera. How does that help Briley Barron develop from what you were to what you are at the moment? Yes. Well, being from a mod, our offensive line coach was also our defensive line coach and right. even our special teams coach. Right. And it was tough for him to find time to really target stuff that we needed to fix and just take an in-depth look at it and it's nothing on him because I mean he's having to coach so many different things from Coach Harrow who's a great coach and he can just focus on left tackle did this wrong left guard did this this wrong center did this wrong let's fix it this week in practice so it doesn't happen again this Friday and just that's so I mean that's such a college level type thing is that's something that's just awesome for me you bring Harrow up if, and this isn't something the average fan looks at, but when he's got the little half-moon group of chairs over on the sideline on Friday night and he sets y'all down, that's a high-energy environment. Oh, yeah. He coaches hard. He does. I mean, he's not, you know, patting you on the back, well, we need to do better. He's, for want of a better term, he's chewing butt and taking names. Yes. I did my best to never mess up because – the person that messed up got an earful, and we got to watch and laugh at the person that messed up on the sidelines. I could guess who that was, but I'm not going to throw out a name because I had some of those guys in class, and I got a pretty good idea who you're probably talking about. But meshing with a group like that, yeah. offensive line's different than every place else in the, in, in the field. The rest of them have their individuality while within the confines mm-hmm. of a team. Your group has to work cohesively oh, almost yeah. every single play. Every play. How hard was that to change from your friends and the guys you grew up with in Maud to a whole new group of guys? And you're taking somebody's job, in effect, when you come to Texas right. High. Well, the guy's job who I took is actually probably one of my better friends at T High. I mean, we, we go out and we talk all the time. And there's no hard feelings because he said, man, I'm not going to be mad at you because you're – 
a foot taller than me, a hundred pounds heavier, mm-hmm. and you run a five three five two forty. I'm, I can't be mad at you because right. you're just a better player than right. me. But the chemistry aspect of playing off his line is one of the biggest things when it comes to, uh, I mean, dominating up front. And having a full senior offensive line this year other than, I think, two players, well, no, one player, which was our right tackle, we all knew that, hey, this is our last ride. No matter what we disagree with on, one thing we must agree on is that we want to win ball games, and that's what we're going to do. Right. And uh, we just came together as a group not knowing I mean I didn't know them very well and they didn't know me very well but we all knew that we wanted to win games do you as an offensive lineman and all of us in the media are guilty of this you know every week I remember back in the fall we go well T. High had to plug in another running back but they had a great game and I mean it didn't matter they go get a freshman sticking back there and he's lighting the world on fire mm-hmm. do you guys on the offensive line ever go whoa have you noticed the one constant factor is not the running back, it's us? And yeah. you guys, I mean, it's easy to look up on social media and they're talking about these guys and yeah. showing their highlights, but that's pretty much y'all doing all yeah. that. Well, the thing is, they never asked T-Ball where success was coming from. <laughs> they just assume that, because he's a great ball player, but he ran behind me every night. <laughs> and he always pat me on the butt said, hey, I couldn't do it without you. Yeah. Thanks, man. He Thanks. But I don't know if the average fan and certainly even the media people get what a difference it is to have, yeah. like you said, four out of five seniors who are a cohesive unit. How much did y'all call your blocking scheme once you got to the line of scrimmage? And who did that fall upon? Is that one player that calls everybody? Oh, yeah. or who? For the majority of the time, Richard Jackson calls everything at the line, points it out. David J has to wait on him, but if he doesn't, the play, the play's going to be blown up. And Richard Jackson, I mean, wow. He was awesome at it. He was the number one reason why our offense was so good this year. Without him, we don't win half the games. Yeah, we didn't bring up the fact you had to change quarterbacks during the yeah. year. We talked about the running backs, yes. but you guys had to go from an experienced quarterback to yes. a very unexperienced quarterback. Yes. And he came in there, and he did a hell of a job. But Richard Jackson, uh, it's outstanding what he did. It's Hopefully when I get to college, if I play guard or center, we don't, I don't really know yet. But hopefully I can kind of do that. And I've seen how he did it, and hopefully I can replicate that when I get to college because it's outstanding what he did. It's probably bearing that's sitting in here with us. It's about 20 minutes until 6 o'clock. The season ended a little prematurely. Obviously, I think uh, nobody more disappointed than you guys were about the fact that you didn't get to go as far as you wanted to. Last game, last locker room, as you're finishing that up, what's in your head at the moment? Are you thinking, all right, well, I came here for what I was looking for, or were you just like, this sucks? Well, obviously goal number one is to win games and we won a lot of games we didn't win the last one which some people would say is the most important game but you won a district championship we did win a district championship i have never personally won a playoff game in football and that's something i will regret for a long time i've always wanted to do that hopefully we can win a whole lot of games at san diego state and but i would have liked to win a uh playoff game in football and that was goal number one goal number two was obviously to get an offer from a collegiate D- Division One school, which I did and I'm real happy about. And goal number three was to just really um, 
get the freshmen and get the sophomores ready for the next year because it's on them now. I mean, it's going to be a young offensive line this year. And the last thing I said to them guys was, "Don't take, don't take it for uh, granted." Because it, it flies by. I still remember when I was a freshman. Yeah. I still remember seniors telling me, hey, don't take it for granted, man. You're going to miss it. And I said, well, I got four more years. Right. That's never going to come. And it's here. here and that's what I told them freshmen. I said, be ready because it's going to come. We're going to take a break. You want to stick around? He's going to stick. You've mentioned San Diego State a couple times. We're going to talk about the process mm-hmm. of being a guy that's trying to figure out what's the college fit that fits right for me at what size and where in the country and then putting it all together. It's Bradley Barron. He's in here visiting with us this afternoon. It's about uh, 18 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. Sixteen till six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. <laughs> Excuse me, here on the fan one oh seven nine. I don't know how they found my film. I just know I get a text. From Coach Harrell saying, hey, come into my office this morning. I go in there, and he goes, I want to let you know. I got a call from San Diego State, and they are interested in your film. I go, what? San Diego State? That's a, it's been a bit of ways from here. Yeah. How did they? He goes, I don't know, but they like your film. And so they fly me out to a game, and I watch them, and they're smash mouth, run it down your throats. They throw – they throw the ball just not as much as they run the ball, which I love because I love running the ball. I come back the next week. Coach Harrell tells me, hey, their coach loved you. He, he I mean, very he, Coach Harrell and the coach over at San Diego State, very similar. And that's why I think we got along so well. You're talking about the, o- the O-line coach? The O-line Mike coach. Mike Goff? Mike Goff, yes. Very similar to Coach Harrell. And I, we just hit it off, and then we play one more game, and I think it was – I don't remember what game it was, but I remember it was a game I did really well on. And that Saturday morning, I get a call saying, hey, be ready this week because San Diego State said they're going to offer you. And I wait and wait and wait. And then finally Tuesday, I'm sitting at a little mom-and-pop place near Detroit, Texas. Just went and watched the mod uh, basketball game. Okay. Or no, football game football game and we're sitting in there I get the call and it's Mike Golf, and I'm eating a chicken fried steak real country real country meal we at Wheezy's or I don't know (laughs) I mean it was good it was good and he goes hey Broly uh, what you eating for dinner tonight and I go oh I'm having chicken fried steak with gravy and he goes of course that sounds like something (laughs) that sounds like something you'd be eating Uh, I just want to give you a call and say uh, that we really like you and we want to offer you a uh, full ride and man dad was excited he 
Boy, he was jumping out of the chair. The restaurant people were asking him to quiet down because he's uh, making so much noise. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. We got people in here, my son just got offered. I think they brought in a dessert to congratulate us. Nice. So maybe I need to make a make a scene like that at every restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now, I want to back this up a little bit because with the knee – at your end of your junior year, I want to kind of walk on my way back to that junior year. Did you go to camps, and were you getting some offers then? I know you said State was mm-hmm. the first D one. Yeah, but walk me through a year before. Year before, so I planned on going to Texas High healthy and was going to participate in spring training, and they said that if i was looking as good as i did during the season in spring training i probably would have already had an offer by then okay unfortunately the week before i go to t high i just got done training with a guy named josh jones he's the starting left guard for the cardinals a huge guy he's a huge guy played at houston yeah just got done training with him and i come home and i get a text saying hey we're playing basketball tonight you want to come up and hoop with us i go well i haven't had much uh good luck playing basketball here recently because almost all my injuries have come playing basketball but I'm thinking oh well I just got done with this little workout I'm feeling pretty healthy right now I think I think I can go up there and hoop for a little bit and five minutes in I just feel a pop in my knee and Uh. like as long as it's not a torn ACL I'll be all right with it and end up just being in a a meniscus tear and Uh. that's not a huge injury I mean you can recover from that rather fast so no no camps over the summer because okay. I was stuck in rehab and what mattered most was being healthy day one of season right. that first Friday that right. was most important. Did did you ever find out from golf for those guys how they heard about you? <laughs> I did not. Maybe I need to ask them about it. Where who put their right. who put my huddle on their desk? Right. Who's the guy that found me? Because the only guy there from Texas, well, they had one guy that was from Arlington, Texas, and he was an older fellow. And then they had another guy. He was, I think, a defense, one of the defensive coaches from Palestine, Texas, which is still, I mean, it's it's still pretty a pretty good distance from. Sure. So no, I could not tell you how they found my film. So San Diego State comes in, say we got an offer for you. For you, does that shut down recruiting now? Are you not even looking at other places, or did you tell them right then, yeah, I'm there, I'm good, as soon as it's <laughs> signing day, I'm you guys? I mean, what was the process next? The process next was going up for an official visit, but no. You're, the answer is no. I, was, I wanted as many offers I could get so I could really – I had many decisions to make, which ended up not being that way because OSU told me that they might have a spot after transfer portal kids and who moves out. And and I'm like, dude, that's just – I want to make a decision now. San Diego State's put all this effort into trying to get me, which I – which was the biggest thing is believing in someone like me because I'm all about if you believe I can perform at that high level, then I can perform at that high level. And after the official visit, I met with all the players, and it ended up being a really good thing because my player guardian, which they stick everybody with like a player person to hang out with, was a transfer from OSU. And I'm like, and I'm telling him about OSU, and he goes, dude, I was there for two years. 
I'm telling you, San Diego State's the place to be. And he convinced me. Let's see, Stillwater, San Diego. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something uh, like that. Beers and bonfires or beaches and babies. Yeah. Babies. babies, not babies. <laughs> beaches and babes. Yeah, Eskimo Joes or the beach. Like, yeah. Uh, I think you got me at the beach. So you made your official visit. Were you blown away or were you like, mm? Now, granted, San Diego's an impressive yeah. city. But it's a long way from Tuscana. But you're meeting with Brady Hoke, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, the, the head coach at San yep. Diego State, and you're looking at the facilities, and you're talking about playing in the Mountain West, and was it an, a pretty immediate, yep, I'm, I'm all in? By day two, I was like, this is where I want to be. They showed me around the stadium, one of the biggest stadiums I've ever seen for a Mountain Western team. Okay. One of the nicest weight rooms I've seen, even compared to Texas Highs. Okay. And just the, I mean, after watching, no, I knew this before watching the the uh, San Diego State championship game, Last but night, they yeah. have some of the wildest fans. It gets loud, and I love that because okay. Grim gets loud, and whenever you can't even hear the people calling out plays, it just makes you gets it gets you going, Very gets nice. that motor going. So, yeah, I knew by day two that I was going to accept the offer and I even go up to him after I think it was our last day there and we're sitting down eating and I go up to coach Goff and say hey coach I talked to my parents and this is the place I want to come to and he goes great hey bring out the food we're ready let's let's get this party going everybody calls everybody out in the restaurant and say hey Brian is just officially committed to San Diego State from the beer and everyone starts chanting and it was a great time for me any other offers? Um, Henderson State offered okay. me when I was still at Maud. Uh, Bryant University okay. contacted me after the San Diego State uh, after the San Diego State offer, but they were not really on my radar because they're all the way up in um, Rhode Island. Yeah, no, we don't want to go there. And I'm like, oh. no, no, well, I, I didn't San even respond. Diego. Yeah. yeah, that seems like an easy decision. Uh, I don't even think I responded no, to their call. No, I don't blame you. And then multiple JUCOs reached out to me after the San Diego State offer. Four or five. I can't remember all the names. I know Tyler Junior College is one, though. Was there ever a discussion about leaving early? Yes. Like yes. leaving at December and going, starting already? Absolutely. I had everything. I'd all, all I had to do was finish an English class. And I was working on the English class. And then I didn't figure – I when I came in the T-High, I said, hey – I'm going to be friendly, but I'm not going to make a whole lot of friends. I don't want to have anything keeping me here. And by week four, I made some of the most memorable friends I'll keep for the rest of my life. And I'm like, ah, I want to spend another semester here and hang out with them and even get get more ready, get healthy, get get everything in order before I leave. Is the plan, do you think you're going to redshirt? I'm not. Qu- I'm not real sure what the plan is. I know San Diego State. From what I've seen, I think I could go and start, or at least get some minimal reps. Right. At the at the at the least, I'm thinking that if I do redshirt, they'll at least have me play some games because you you can play some yeah, games. Games. Yeah. games. Yes. So if they do redshirt me, I'm sure I will find some way onto the field while being redshirted but from the conversations i've had they they like me and they think i'm ready to go go ahead well, i was going to ask you um have they talked 
to you about I see you carrying the big jug of water around <laughs> sometimes. There's always a fine line with offensive linemen. 300-pound guys, they may want you at 320. They mm-hmm. Have they told you exactly the, the weight they want you at and what they want you eating or not eating? Uh, diet has not been discussed. Weight-wise, though, I told them I was 310, and they said, whatever weight you're most athletic as – we want you as heavy as you can be while still maintaining that athletic aspect. Right. And at 310, I might not be able to get off the ground as well as I can, but I move side to side better than I did at 250. Really? Oh, yeah. I've always had great side to side movements. Some of that's from playing basketball for so many years. Um, but I, I'm not going to try to get much heavier. I, I'd like to be about around 305 when I first get there. And then if they want to put 20 more pounds on me, I'm all for it. You are? I'm all for it. All the chicken fried steak they all can the provide. Chi- well, if they want me to put on weight, I'm for yeah. it. If they want me to lose weight, I'm for it. I want, I want the best shot of starting as soon as possible. And if that's they want me at 325, that's they want me at 325. Is Riley Barron's priority now, once you get there and get started on this, I got to get out of there with a degree that's going to be my future. Or is it? I'm really looking at the NFL. <laughs> uh, in anything I do, the first thing I think is to compete. Okay. In the classroom, I compete. Okay. In the field, I compete. So when I get there, I'm going to look at the best player and I'm going to try to be better than he is by whatever time period I put on that. Okay. In the classroom, I will be competing as far as keeping my grades up. Right trying to keep a good work school balance from football to education right now i just want the if i don't make the nfl my backup plan would be a safety manager and going and working on job sites right now with uh, either a business management degree or a agriculture and science degree perfect i got music means the show's over It flew by. Yeah, it did. It really was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got a chance to get you in here and sit down with you. I hope we can get you in again before you leave. We'd love to have you one more mm-hmm. time. When are you heading out? When are you going to head to San Diego? They told me July 4th. So. All right. So we got to get you in in June mm-hmm. before you go. It's a date. Riley Barron, thanks for coming by. No problem. We're going to take a, uh, well, 23-hour break. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it again at 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079.